Hey everyone, this is Nicole Darian. I'm from Chicago and welcome to the What Makes This Place Great podcast, a show about traveling to new places and figuring out what makes each place great. Hey everyone, welcome to Linz, Austria. I visited my really good childhood friend Spencer here in Linz. She's living here now, and I loved every second um, exploring this beautiful little city with her. Um, This is actually the third city in Austria that I've been to on this trip. Um, As of now, I've been in Austria for over a week, and I was in Innsbruck right after leaving Milan for a few days, and then I was in Salzburg for a few days after that. I didn't do interviews in either of those cities, um, so I'll just do a brief rundown of each of those cities for this episode really quick. So Innsbruck was so, so pretty. Um, It's known to be the outdoor capital of Austria for sure. The the Alps completely surround the city and it has a very active outdoor culture at all times of the year, Um, whether it's the wintertime and people are skiing on the mountains or when it gets warm out, people are hiking and mountain biking. And there's just really something for everyone in terms of the outdoor culture here. It's really, really gorgeous. Um, One thing that makes Innsbruck such a great city is that all the parks are incorporated into the city. So there's a river, a really beautiful river running right through the middle of the town. And there's a bike and walking lane that spans pretty much the entire length of this river. Um, And along these lane, the, the bike and the walking lane, it's just surrounded by parks and green space and gardens and trees. And it's just so... Nice to have a bit of quietness and the outdoor life in such a um, you know hustle bustle city. So I went on a few beautiful runs through the city, and it was kind of similar to Paris in a way, where I would get sidetracked and make so many different turns because it's a it's also a really beautiful city architecturally as well. Um, but then the mountains are also right there in your face, so it's pretty surreal. Um, I did a nice bike ride one afternoon and rode through a huge portion of the river um, on the bike lane, which was super nice. And then um, one of the days I also did a long hike up in the mountains. You can take a cable car to different points um, on the mountain and um, there's just endless, endless trails to hike on, um, ranging from easy to difficult. So I just kind of picked a trail and, and started walking. Um, so, and there's still some snow left at certain points, which is so pretty. And, um, but yeah, regardless, I really lucked out on the weather the entire time I was in, in Innsbruck. Um, it was just sunny and in the seventies, the whole time I I really didn't want to leave Innsbruck. It was just really, really cool. And then I also did a few days in Salzburg um, before getting to Linz. So Salzburg also was just so awesome. I think Salzburg is probably one of my favorite places that I've done on this trip alone. Um, It's just so rich in culture in terms of the art and the music. Um, Mozart was born in Salzburg, so I did a couple of Mozart tourist museum things, and um, I went to the Salzburg History Museum, which was spectacular. Um, The museum has been there since the 1800s and was damaged quite a bit during World War II, but um, has since been restored by the directors of the museum, and they've um, done their best to keep it as pristine as possible. So 
Um, it was really, really interesting museum. Actually, my favorite part was stumbling upon a, actually a live quartet um, in a really big room in the museum. And they were playing a tribute to a composer mentioned in the museum. I can't remember the name. Um, and I was doing my best to research who this composer was, but I just couldn't find the name. But regardless, there I stumbled upon this beautiful quartet and sat and watched for about 45 minutes. And it was just really, really beautiful and peaceful. Um, and I was really glad that I uh, stumbled upon that. It was really cool. Salzburg is another very outdoorsy city as well. Um, again, the parks are all incorporated really well into the city. Um, there's also a river running through the city and, um, with all the biking and the walking paths next to it, um, pretty much like Innsbruck. So the city is kind of in a basin and there's a really long, beautiful hike that kind of spans around half the city that leads to the beautiful, um, Hohen Salzburg fortress. Um, basically a huge castle on a hill, as Ed Sheeran would say. <laughs> um, I really think my favorite part of Salzburg, though, was actually stumbling, stumbling upon the Salzburg Marathon, which was taking place while I was there. Um, completely random, didn't plan it. Um, it took place on the Sunday morning that I was there, and it was all distances. And I'm seriously still kicking myself for not knowing about it beforehand and at least signing up for the 10K. Um, regardless, though, I watched at the finish line for a couple hours that morning, just cheering with all the other spectators as the runners crossed the finish line. And um, this was probably a highlight of this trip, honestly. Like, running and racing is just such a big part of who I am. And I'm just always emotional watching runners give it their all during a race and just through the camaraderie and the running community is, is just so strong and it's something that I can't really describe. Um, but also one of those moments where I realized that you don't have to speak the same language or be from the same place or be from the same socioeconomic status as people. Um, running is just such a connecting sport and, um, a connecting factor. And we're really not all that different from each other. Um, and watching this race all morning that Sunday morning was really, really special and kind of made me realize that, um, we're not so different after all. So super lame, but I was choked up that morning watching the race. Um, and it was incredible timing to be there on that day. So I'm really, really glad that I got to see that. So I love Salzburg and I just want to go back there so bad. It was really cool. Um, but anyways, this episode is all about what makes Linz such a great place. Um, again, I visited my good friend Spencer here, so I got um, a really good local perspective on being there. Um, she is teaching English here on a Fulbright scholarship, and she's killing it in um, in Linz. She has been um, studying German and has been traveling there since um, she was 10 years old. For some reason, she just, you know, had this um, passion for German. <laughs> and um, so she studied abroad in college in Vienna, and then she did research for her honors thesis in Berlin for a while. Um, so now she's back in Austria for Fulbright, and she got placed in Linz, which is really cool. Um, I think it's super interesting that she's lived in both Austria and Germany. Um, so she has perspective of both cultures um, that are so similar yet so different. So we get into that a little bit in the interview coming up um, in just a minute. But one thing I loved about Linz is that it's a really small city um, and really compact. And 
there were no tourists there at all. Um, I loved living like a local in Spencer's flat, going to more local restaurants and more like really cool Austrian cafes. And I just got a deeper sense um, and knowledge into Austrian culture just by being immersed in a much smaller city and by talking to Spencer about the culture in Linz, of course. So um, we had a few really good meals together, went to cafes, um, really just chilled out a lot. Um, it was super nice to just catch up and relax. Um, it was really cool. So for this episode, I interviewed Spencer, of course. She's one of the most articulate and eloquent people I've definitely ever met. And um, she gave me a great rundown of Linz and Austria as a whole. So I think you guys will enjoy this one. So here is Linz. So I'm here in Linz, Austria with my good friend, Spencer Moy. We've been close friends since we were little, um, grew up together, and she is here in Linz for her Fulbright program. She's teaching English at two different schools here, and she's been here since last September, so it's been about eight or nine months now. Um, and she got placed here in Linz, and I'm going to ask her what makes Linz a great city. Um, so what do you like so far about Linz, Austria? That's a great question. I love a ton of things about Linz. Also, it's so great to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, but I think that Linz is an authentic city. I think that it really encapsulates kind of the Austrian spirit in a way that kind of evades you in bigger cities like like uh, Vienna. It's because it is so international, um, but you don't you can't fully understand if you're a visitor if you're in a much smaller city um, but Linz is a great um, mid-sized city with enough people enough culture enough history enough nature to, to where it's really the intersection of so many quintessential um, Austrian I don't know like Aust- Austrian um, Cuisine yeah, just, yeah, just a, like a nice snippet of yeah, a Boston lifestyle. You get a little taste of everything. So you mentioned Vienna, and I was also in Salzburg the last few days. So what about those? Are those cities just more touristy, and you kind of um, it, does it take away from Austrian culture, or like what about Linz um, makes you feel more embedded in the culture here? Yeah, that's also a great question. Um, Vienna and Salzburg are definitely the two cities that Americans think of, right? You, everyone knows Vienna, and then you know Salzburg because of the sound of music, of course. And so, those two cities uh, definitely take on an influx of tourists all throughout the year. Um, and in a way, there are certain aspects of those cities that cater to tourists in a way that Linz just doesn't. Yeah, people don't know. Linz. If people come to visit Linz, um, it's people from other areas in Austria or in in Germany. So because you kind of don't have that that piece mm-hmm. where there's a um, there's not like a business for tourists in the same way in the same proportion yeah. that you're really just um, consuming what authentic Austrians are giving. Yeah. Or supplying. 
Yeah, yeah. That's super in a cool. way. So, like, for example, um, restaurants and things like that here. Um, for the most part, I had two friends visiting me, and I had to translate menus because there just weren't English menus in, in the same way. Everyone can speak English, but they're not thinking, um, oh, there's a lot of English speakers coming in. We need to make separate menus right. in that way. Just like how in Vienna and Salzburg, there's always translated menus for tourists because they're touristy areas. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in um, you know, Vienna and Salzburg, um, Mozart came from Salzburg, so you have a lot of Mozart-themed things in um Vienna, it's a, a big classical music scene, of course. So you have people um, like dressed up in <laughs> outside of the Stefansdom in uh, some kind of like old timey outfit to like get you to come to concerts and things like that. Here, mm-hmm. people will wear trachten, which are lederhosen in the end, yep. but that's because there's a special occasion, or there's like a market, or there's a wedding, or something. So you, ha- of course, like visually, yeah, like you, like might have some um, traditional things being worn but they're not gimmicky they're mm-hmm. not like for tourists it's right. very much um, part of the culture interesting um what are your favorite things to do here in Linz, just in your free time when you're not teaching so, so Linz is located right on the danube river and there's a great little running circle that um i like to run in my free time when the weather's nice out and it's really gorgeous to run right next to the river and mm-hmm. over the bridges uh, and when you're done you can just relax and stretch um, right on the riverbank so that's really fun so nice. um, one thing that Europeans and Austrians in particular love to do is sit at cafes so this idea of, of eating outside, eating off fresco is really beloved here so yeah. I can sit outside um, read a paper, read a book on my laptop and um I don't know, spend time for myself, yeah. which is kind of nice. I don't always do that. I wish that culture was the same in America because my favorite thing to do is literally sit in coffee shops and chill. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's really funny. Um, so you studied abroad in Berlin. I, I studied, I did my thesis research in Berlin. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are the differences from Austria to Germany and everyone knows that there's like a German Austrian feud. What does that, where does that stem from? And like, what are the differences and similarities that you see between Germany and Austria? No, that's, uh, there's definitely differences. I mean, you can analyze this on so many different levels. So, um, maybe the first one that might not be obvious to non-German speakers is language. Mm -hmm. So people from Northern Germany, um, might not understand people from Austria just because the dialects are not exactly equivalent to, like, dialects in America. Like, obviously, there's a southern accent, um, or southern dialect, as we might say, um, like, California accent, things like that, but they're not so different where you can't understand other Americans in Germany and Austria and Switzerland as well, like, Swiss Deutsch, Mm -hmm. I mean, German, (laughs) like, Swiss German, I would not understand. I can't understand it at all, even though I can understand German. Um, someone from Hamburg is not going to understand somebody in Tyrol, which is like the southern part of Austria. Okay. So dialects, totally different. The language, completely different. So that's like one big difference. Okay. And the communication level. Like okay. the people don't understand each other. Culturally, it's super different as well. So we have this idea of Germany, right? And well, what, like, what, like stereotypical Germany, what do you think of? Um, as far as culture goes? Yeah. 
um, people are strong and rude and very upfront. Strong and rude and upfront. And it's funny because in, in Austria, um, it's funny they like to say we are between Germany and Italy. Uh-huh. And those are two very polar, <laughs> polar <laughs> countries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you, like, <laughs> your, um, like, idea of Germany is not, un, like, completely untrue. Like, obviously, it's, like, stereotypes stem from, in some cases, stem from truth. Yeah. Right? And this idea of being direct is, like, very German. But then, yeah, you're Italian. Like, you visit Italy. Like, I visited Italy. Things are very, like, lackadaisical. Right. Um, I was in Milan, and, like, there were signs in the subway that were pointing different like opposite directions but like for the same thing and i was like so confused that sounds like italy for you (laughs) yeah exactly it's a completely different kind of culture and austria um is situated in the middle of those right so like the language is more melodic people are like a little bit more um polite actually like like laid back um the rules are kind of um relaxed as well like even in the schools that i teach in what the kids are allowed to do how the kids are like kids are regarded as like adults when they're 16 they can just be like left alone in classrooms for um an hour by themselves without a teacher which would not fly right in, in the U.S., so right. like we're like between that, and then you, and then Germany stereotypically is like much more calculated, like number cutoffs, like things don't like fly, like very rules um, oriented. Yeah. oriented. Okay. But then there's also a little bit of beef when it comes to like the social culture as well, because um, one part, at least that I thought of when I thought of, of Germany and how it was presented in high school, is this idea of like Daniel and Lederhosen and like beer and like white sausages and um i don't know that stereotypical german culture that it's known for all over the world like the the we're gonna go to oktoberfest and get drunk yes exactly exactly sauerkraut like things like that exactly (laughs) and um that definitely has roots in truth in bavaria Mm -hmm. and in austria but the rest of germany it's not like that. Maybe a, a little bit of Baden-Württemberg, but the rest of Germany does it, it, like that's not part of the culture. Like up in the north, like influenced by Scandinavia, like influenced by France, like the, the idea of having like a, 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 little bit, a little bit more pretentious sounding. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit because it's kind of the, they regard the like the right like the southern part of Germany and Austria as kind of country. In a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So like that's the the divide, and like Austria is kind of grouped in with Bavaria sure. at that point. So that border gets a little melted, a little blurry when it comes to like culture. So that this is kind of where the feud between Germans and Austrians come from. <laughs> kind of, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think so. Also, with there's also uh, the idea of the the war, right? Germany used to be part, uh, or Austria used to be part of Germany right. because it was annexed in during the Anschluss, right. um, and since it became its independent state, state yeah. yeah, since it became its own thing, um, so it's been kind of a little bit of this big brother, little brother feeling as well. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, interesting. That's a really good perspective because. I know a few German friends and I have a few Austrian friends and anytime I talk to them about the other country, it's like, ugh, we don't like those people. So funny. It's so funny. Um, So back to Linz then. Do you, um, were you happy that you got placed here or do you wish that you were in a larger city or I guess like, um, 
do you like other cities in Austria over Linz or is Linz kind of your place? So I actually lived in Vienna um, three, four years ago when I studied abroad. Mm-hmm. And when I was in Vienna, I was trying to get to know Vienna as a city. And then when I traveled, I would leave the country. So I got to know Vienna and then I got to know other places. But I didn't get to know the rest of Austria, which is completely different mm-hmm. than Vienna. Vienna is the big city and it's not like other places. Right. So I was really grateful that I was placed in Linz, which is a, um, a university city, which like has a decent-sized population, which has like great museums and culture mm. and actual things to do, actual activities. Um, but it was in a different Austrian state, a little bit more authentic, a little bit smaller and closer to mountains and lakes and things like that. So I could get to know the rest of Austria sure. um, in comparison to a city like Vienna. So I'm really glad that I was placed here mm-hmm. of all places because there are things to do. There's innovative people here. There's art. Yeah. Um, but it's also geographically in a region that allows me to explore. Right. That's super important. Because it's if you're looking at a map, Linz is very centralized in Austria, um, and it's really only an hour or two train ride to any other bigger city. Yeah, so like when you, if you want to take a day trip to Salzburg, you can get there in an hour. Yeah, it's great. If I want to go to Graz, it's four hours. If I'm going up to Munich, it's three. If I go to Vienna, it's one and a half. Yeah, um, it's nothing is really that far to reach unless you're going all the way, all the way out to right. the to the end. Um, but that's also maybe six hours, which if we're comparing that to like a U.S. road trip, yeah. um, that's not horrible. And you're at the other side of the country. Exactly. When you're like in Chicago, if you drive six hours south, you're still in Illinois. So. <laughs> Absolutely. It's funny. I was looking at, um, I, I was thinking about this the other day and square mileage, square kilometers, Ohio is bigger than Austria in terms of square. Really? Yeah, like square kilometers. That's crazy. That is crazy. So it sounds like Linz is pretty ideal in terms of um, it's centralized, it's a small city, small enough, but big enough. Um, It has like cultural, I think. Has like the cultural aspect, it has the outdoor scene right now we're sitting on a beautiful terrace overlooking the city kind of in the middle of the woods and then for the last question what does home mean to you for home okay what does home mean to me so um, i had my family visit during the winter and it was really interesting and to have all of them here including my grandmother and my brother because i hadn't had that feeling of family in so many months. It was the longest time I had been away from them completely. Yeah. And I've started to realize that home is not about the place as much as it is about the people because being here in in Linz with them, none of us are Austrian. We don't look like what people think of when they're Austrian like we clearly were not from here but being with them made everything fun yeah it made everything um feel like it was home and that I realized that feeling um of familiarity comes from the people that you are with yeah so home is about the connections you make to people 
not necessarily about the buildings and the structures and the place. Yeah, you can be nostalgic for, you know, this terrace that we're sitting on right now if I come back in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, I could be nostalgic for the Hauptplatz, which is the main square down there because I haven't been there and it brings back memories. Oh, well, here's the thing. It brings back memories of the things that I did in Hauptplatz exactly. who I was with exactly. when I was in Hauptplatz. So what you, you miss are... Are, are people in the connections that you make and I realize being away that that's what home is to me that it's other humans exactly that was so perfect yay thank you so much that was awesome Well, that was Spencer Moy in Linz. I'm so, so glad that I got to visit her in Linz and kind of see her perspective of the city. Um, I just absolutely loved it. Um, like we said in the interview, Linz is super central in Austria and it's a rather small country. So um, it's only about an hour or two uh, train ride to about just about every city in the country. So it's just extremely accessible. Um, after Linz, I spent almost a week. It was maybe six days total in uh, Vienna. Had an amazing, amazing, amazing time there. I was with a couple friends, um, just had the best time, did a couple sightseeing tours of some castles, um, walked around a ton, had some really amazing meals, and I just really loved every second in Vienna too. Um, that was my last stop on this uh, big six-ish, seven-week backpacking trip um, before I get to Armenia. So I think you can guess where the next episode is going to take place. So stay tuned, everyone, for the next um, episode and hope to talk to everyone soon. Thanks.